live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods at Moving and Storage Studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I am Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, and hosting this hour with Ramsey personality, Jade, actually our newest Ramsey personality. Uh, and so we are here to take your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. And if you're a new listener and you guys want to know more about the baby steps, we talk about the baby steps so much on the show, uh, and you want to get started on those, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. From there, we're able to really figure out the next best steps for you based on your very specific situation, where you're at. Uh, so that's really one of the best ways to get started. We have so many new listeners through podcasts and YouTube and even radio still. And, and it's it's amazing that like it can be it can be overwhelming, right? When you, oh, yeah. when you listen to the show and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so, so much. much. What do we do? So really, I would encourage you, new listeners out there, and even if you've been listening for a while and you haven't really jumped into this process, go to RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. So we're going to the phones this hour. We're going to start off with Cody and Rochester. Hey, Cody. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? We're doing doing, good. Doing well. How can we help? Yes, I was just calling to ask, and I've never heard this question before, but when it comes to debt, is it better to pay off your consumer debt first or future IRS debt first? What do you mean when you say future IRS debts? So uh, what I'm saying is, is like, so I work full time at a hospital, but I also do DoorDash on the side. Uh-huh. And because I have to pay in for taxes for this upcoming year, is it better to try to save up as much as you can to pay off that first? or pay the consumer debt by the time that taxes are due first. Yeah, so whenever you have a a, door, a a job like that, that's 1099 or where you're responsible for the taxes, ideally you wanna set aside a portion of that money um, each month for taxes. So I'm assuming you haven't done that yet, so it sounds like you're kind of playing catch up with that and trying to set that aside now? Yeah, so I mean, I know that for like other, I have a car payment as well for, for debt, uh-huh. But like when it comes to like a couple of credit cards and consumer, I know that I can have all of that paid off by the time that I'd have to do my taxes for this year. But I just didn't know if it was better to save that money and try to put that towards IRS because I know they can charge you extra penalties yeah. and stuff for not paying it on time. Yeah, I hear you, Cody. So so saving for the taxes would be priority before mm-hmm. paying off the debt for sure. And even for all of you listening, if you have IRS debt in your debt snowball, we say to move that up as well and pay that off first. That's actually one of the only times we say to kind of go out of order of the debt snowball. Oh, yeah. So the IRS. So yes, okay. Cody, I would use that extra money instead of paying off consumer debt, save for your taxes so that you're not going to be behind when it comes and yeah. then start your debt snowball. But maybe, you know, and for some people, the taxes may not even be as much and maybe you have some yeah. extra left over from the savings that you can throw and, and yeah. kind of get started uh, on paying off that debt. Does that help? Yeah, because, like, I, I've, i like, for my whole life, Rachel, like, I've been trying to learn everything on my own. Mm. And honestly, like, I've been listening to you guys for, like, the last three years since I started the job at the hospital that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So just trying to do this on your own is kind of difficult, and I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing, going out, down the right path for myself and for the future. Absolutely, Cody. Well, yeah, you're doing, you're doing an amazing job, and so... Uh, I know that, it, yeah, it can kind of feel like a, a lonely journey. And when you're just trying to put all the pieces oh, together yeah. uh, on your own, that, yeah, it can it can seem overwhelming. So I'm so glad that you called. And yep, that that is the answer. Make sure to save up for that tax taxes Ooh. first before 
the debt. Yeah, because I'm not messing with the IRS. I know. Oh, my gosh. gosh. You do not want to mess with the IRS because they can garnish your wages. They can do so many things when you owe them money. It is not fun. Plus, dealing with them is... exhausting pain in the you know what yeah and speaking of taxes you know our our protocol or what we what we recommend to people is if you if you can kind of get that that zero in a sense where you don't owe a ton and you're not getting a huge refund that's ideal because i think that's another a little bit of an emotional misconception jade absolutely as we're entering tax season when people get a tax refund they're like (laughs) oh it feels so good free money and it just kind of feels like oh we can go and spend and enjoy this and it's like this newfound money when no. it's your money. It's your money, extra money that was sent to Washington. And so uh, be be looking. And even if this is your maybe your first uh, year listening to us and doing taxes and all of it, maybe you do get a big refund, right? But I want you to, to take note of that and change your withholdings and your paycheck so that next year, that's not the case. Because ideally, again, we don't want the government to owe us money because that's money that's sitting in Washington that's not making any, where it could be invested or paying off debt or using yeah, it as a tool. Absolutely. And, I'm with you on that. And owing money is hard too, Jade. Can I say that? Last year that happened to us and I'm like- Owing it's, money? It's Ugh. the worst feeling. We are like, I have to write a huge check because I know, I mean, obviously I have to, it's taxes. But yeah. you're like, oh man. Yeah. I feel like it's a little easier with like small business or in his case, like 1099, just setting aside that little bit. It's pretty easy to calculate out what, what it's going to be. And if you pull that out of each check, you can pretty much end up- Right. Pretty right yeah. on. Yeah, pretty much awesome. right on. So great. All right, up next, we have Jonathan in Tampa. Hey, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? So my wife and I are longtime Dave Ramsey followers. We completed FPU in 2014, and we're getting into some fun problems, I guess. Uh, if I could word it that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're on baby steps four, five, and six. Um, we are at a point where we, we owe 120 left on the house. Um, so we're, we're paying it down aggressively. If we stay on our current plan, um, without adding any more additional funds, we'll be done, uh, like done, done here in uh, May of 2026 will be our final house. Wow. Awesome. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're pumped. Um, we have some money, uh, aside right now that, uh, our emergency fund just kind of keeps unexpectedly, uh, growing. Um, we, we don't okay. intend for it too. We're working the zero budget, uh, the, the zero balance budget every month, but, um, I got some bigger bonuses this year. Um, so with this extra money, uh, we could in theory pay a lump sum into fully funding our kids' college funds, mm-hmm. but I feel so close to paying off the house that I, I selfishly want to pay off the house. And I mean, we still have a lot of time with our kids. They're, they're six, four and 12 weeks old. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, what should we do here? You know, I'm 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 the one that likes to work the baby steps in order because obviously you are doing four, five, and six simultaneously. So you know, and it's good that you have the money. You, you're investing the fifteen percent. You know, you don't have to fully yeah. fund five all at once. You can still put some towards the house. I just don't want you skipping over five to do go they, to the house. Yeah. Do you have any call? Do you have any savings in the colleges? College savings at all right now? Yeah, yeah, we have a five two nine, and we live in Florida. Um, and in most states, I wouldn't recommend a uh, uh, doing doing a prepay, but Florida has a, a pretty aggressive tuition prepay that, mm-hmm. that we we're in for our our, um, our oldest right now. Yeah, and well. I think because of the, your kids' ages, Jonathan, I think you'd be okay to be more aggressive towards the house because you guys are going to have time absolutely to save up for the for the kids' college. So yeah, yeah baby step five is not fully fund you don't have to like fully fund the kids college being intentional now if they were 17 i would probably have a different answer for you 
Uh, but since yeah. they're so little, yeah, I would say you can be more aggressive towards the house. Maybe throw a little in the 529s just to yeah. keep them going. Keep it going. Uh, but besides that, yeah, I think, I think you're doing great, Jonathan. I'm excited for you. May of 2026, we're mm-hmm. cheering you on. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen, everyone needs ID theft protection. It doesn't matter your age, how much money you have, or where you live. Once you're a victim, and it's likely to happen to all of us at some point, your personal and financial reputation gets ripped to shreds, and it's a nightmare to clean up. Having the right protection and not wasting money are key, and that's what Xander's ID theft protection plan is all about. They've bundled together the services you need at pricing that can't be beat. With monitoring that includes your home title, VPN encryption, unlimited recovery services, and even stolen funds protection, you're getting a great value and dealing with people you can trust. I could go on, but you can see for yourself. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282 and get the protection you need. Whether you're ditching an overpriced plan or getting protected for the first time, Xander's team are the only people I trust and recommend. So it's the time of year that we get flooded with calls because everyone's looking just to have a fresh start with their money, maybe create some new habits, break old habits. And especially since it's been a it's been a tough couple of years. So if that's you, you can't just wish that things are going to change. You guys, you you can't just sit there and wish and expect things to be different and things to and things just to happen. You're the one that has to do different things with your money. You have to have a plan, and that plan we teach in Financial Peace University. So this is the course that will help you rethink how you manage your money. You'll learn step-by-step on how to pay off debt and build wealth. And nearly 10 million people have taken FPU and have followed this plan and it works. So when you intentionally follow the plan with intensity, again, this could be a totally different year for you. You know, you could be in a different money situation when you look up this time next year. So start Financial Peace University right now at daveramsey.com slash FPU. That's Ramsey Solutions dot com slash fpu and fpu jade for you guys was was a huge game changer point for you yeah i tell people all the time if you don't do anything else just get signed up i mean it will change your life it'll change your money it'll bring your relationship closer Mm. if you're married yes i mean it's just there's so many positives that you can take away from it you know i love it possibilities are endless people yes so one thing jade i feel like we we both enjoy good social media and yes and now that it's everywhere all the time uh, there's a lot of people giving financial advice out there, and so we oh, we always man. we always have a good chuckle. It's like some I of these, love it and I hate it at you, the same you time. Like, you were saying earlier, like Rachel, I oh. keep seeing this thing, so I was like, well, let's talk about it, Jade. Okay, so I mean, we're in the finance space, so you know, the people that you follow tend to be in your same world, even if you don't have the exact same views. It's like, okay, like I follow other money people, and. I got to tell you, Rachel, there's somebody that I follow and it's just so frustrating to me because a lot of her posts are about women having their own finances separate from their men, 
but it's in a way that's a little bit secretive, mm. right? Yeah. And okay, don't get me wrong. If you're not married and you're just living together or it's your boyfriend, yes, keep your money separate. But if you're married, I believe that you should work together with your finances. You should combine things. And I know that this person's point of view, like I know like their background, they were hurt in a relationship and all of this, but I just feel like the advice is not where it needs to be. Mm. And I, as a married person, you know, keeping money aside, secretive, I, for me, that's a, that's, that's towing the line there. You know, that's yep. keeping secrets and like keeping all of your assets in your name. I mean, what's the message that that's sending? Yeah. The message is, I don't trust you. I don't see a, I don't see a for sure future here. So I'm just going to keep mine over here in my pocket and my account and you don't touch it. Is that really the way, the footing that you want your relationship to be on? I mean. And what's, and what I think a lot of, a lot of these people, I think you may have said this earlier, you know, that it's, it's a lot of fear. Yeah. It's a, it's living in a lot of fear. Yeah. And, and again, are there situations that you want to be smart, right? If there's, you know, yes. we talked to someone that came out of a domestic abuse situation, right? If there, if there's something like that going on or an addiction, I mean, there are these, these points that, okay, I'm going to be smart, but overall, you guys, for majority of couples, yeah, working together, it's a, it's amazing the level of communication that's created. Yes. The level of trust that I, happens and the, just the oneness of marriage that you're experiencing even with your money. And the facts tell us that. I mean, there's studies that say couples who communicate openly about money tend to feel that they're on the same team. It says, quote, feeling like you're on a team together with your partner promotes relationship satisfaction. And so I do think that there's a way as a woman, because we're all talking about all the women things today, mm -hmm. there is a way to feel like you have and not to feel like it, but to actual have, actually have equal footing, equal say. And God forbid, if something happens, you don't get left out in the cold. Yes. Right, yes. Rachel? I mean, I for me, it's knowing what's going on with your money, making sure that you are combining everything, making sure that if you're purchasing a house, it's not just in his name, it's in your name too. Making sure that if there's retirement accounts, you're the beneficiary on everything. So for me, it's more of approaching the money in a way that I know exactly what's going on. I'm not ignorant to the situation. I know what's going on as opposed to, I'm just going to have my life over here and you know, what have you. And I know for me, when I first got married, I was the woman that was kind of the other end of the spectrum that was like, la da 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 da. I don't know what's going on. I yeah. don't care. He brings in the money, you know, and I really thought like, oh, ignorance is bliss. Right, but right. Ignorance is not bliss. It is broke. Yes. And <laughs> you will end up broke and then you won't even know how you got broke. So <laughs> I can't say it enough that the solution to the problem is not is not going off on your own and, and being secretive with money, hiding your money, having secret accounts. I'm not against having your own piece of money out of the budget, right? Right, right. Like right. having a line item. I mean, I have line items, Jade's Jade's fun and Jade's yes. hair and Jade's yes. grooming. That's fine, <laughs> you know, and I don't have to tell Sam, okay, I spent $12 on shampoo. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you have to be controlled, but I am saying that you should share your finances. Yes, absolutely. Because the benefits, it, 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 it's beneficial, right? If it was harmful all the time, then we'd probably have different advice, you guys. But, yeah. but the benefit of what we've seen day in and day out. And even you know, we quoted 10 million people have gone through Financial Peace University, right? Like we, like we work with literally millions of people that have done this plan. And it's one of the top comments that we get that our, our marriage feels closer. 
Yes. And there's something about it, you guys, of combining. So if you haven't yet, we we encourage it. We really do. And I love that the science backs it up, too. It does. Have that conversation. Have those tough conversations. For sure. Well, it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Dustin in Memphis. Hey, Dustin. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are y'all doing today? Doing good. Doing great. How can we help? Yes. So uh, I've recently come into a good sum of money. And I'm trying to figure out what I should do with it. Cool. How much? A little over three hundred thousand. Woo! What did come? Where did that come from? Uh, I played the stock. I've been playing the stock market since about eighteen years old. And when COVID hit, I won it big. I love that you're talking about this as though it's gambling because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, Dustin. Okay. Congrats on your windfall. And congrats on Appreciate winning it. your lottery. That's amazing. So $300,000. Can you tell me a little bit more about your just overall income situation? Do you have debt? Like, tell me more. I Do you have, have probably, what's your income? I probably have about $70,000 left on my house. I probably have about $25,000 left on my car. And that's about it. I know the debt other than that. The cool. job I do, I uh, help operate and set up new locations for res- for a certain restaurant mm-hmm. and i make about $35,000 after taxes every year. Okay. Do you have a family? Yes. I have well, family as in just me, myself and of course my mother and my brothers and sisters. Okay. Okay. Yes. That does count as family. I should have said, do you have a wife and kids? Amazing. Amazing. So, you know, do you have any money in savings by the way? I didn't ask that. Um, currently that's the, I pulled out of that. I pulled that out of the accounts and that's in one of my banks. I've got another six month emergency fund as well as $10,000 in another bank that I don't touch. Great job. Very good. Dustin, you're set up extremely well. Um, so yeah, are you, so you're going to be cashing out these stocks? Is that? Yeah. Okay. I cashed out before it fell because my luck, it would fall out. Yeah. So, you know, what I would do is there, there's a, really three parts to what I would do here. I mean, definitely you're going to be able to pay off all your debt and become debt free. So I want you to do that. I want you to save some of it for that six months of emergency. So if there's any more that you need to add to that, I want to do that. And then I want to make sure that you're working with just a team of people to make sure that you're managing this money and that you're prepared for any taxes that you might need to pay on this because it's a lot of money. Um, and beyond oh, the tax has been the tax has been paid on it. I cash it out a year ago. Oh, okay. I've been okay. On it since. Gotcha. Okay. And I, you know, I have a question. What about retirement? Do you have any? Is there anything that you're contributing normally to retirement at this point? Because if you know, not, I haven't started that just yet. I'm only 23 years old, so I'm trying to figure out what I should do next. Okay. So we're paying off this debt. We're getting you set up with a great accountant, a great tax advisor, a great smart vester. And I want you to quit playing single stocks and I want you to get invested in good growth stock mutual funds. Okay. From now on, you're oh, investing was, 15% of your income. Absolutely. Yep. 401ks, Roth IRAs, Dustin, I think is right in your future. And congratulations, man. So young and doing it, but don't let that be a habit because it doesn't always work out that way. Okay. So (laughs) let's play it safe for retirement, but congratulations, Dustin. Well done.
our question question of the day actually comes from Instagram, right, Jade? From you, from your DMs. Yeah, you know, Ashley came into my DMs and she sent me this question. I thought it would be great. So she says this. She says, I'm 28 years old. I'm a female who has been saving up for Baby Step 3B for the last year. I make $125,000 pre-tax and I have $40,000 saved up for a down payment on my first home in addition to a six-month emergency fund. Congratulations. I recently started a relationship with a great guy six months ago and I'm very excited for a potential future with him. He already owns a house and is debt-free aside from his mortgage. Here's my scenario. Do I continue renting and delay my home purchase since marriage might be a possibility in the next few years? That's option one. Option two, do I end my lease and move into his home and pay rent to help with his mortgage? Mm, I'm going to say no to that one. And then option three, or do I buy a home in 2023 like I was planning to before I met him and just sell it and combine our finances if we do end up getting married in a few years? I want to make a relationally and financially sound decision. I appreciate your advice. This is good, Rachel. It's a great, I mean, a great question, Ashley. Uh, yes. So from A, B, and C, definitely not B. We don't suggest moving in uh, if you're not married. And yeah. so it gets a messy, it's messy with finances, all of it, and relationships and all of it. So, um, But would you continue renting and delay the home purchase or go ahead and buy a home? You know, I, here's me. I'm Rachel, this is what I would do. And I, I base this off of life experience that was not my own. It was my sister's. She had met a guy. And she had already been planning to buy, you know, buy a house. But I mean, it was still early in the relationship. Six months. I mean, six months is pretty early. Yeah. And so she was like, this is what I planned to do. And I have the money to do it. And she bought her house. And then they ended up getting married. And he ended up, you know, that became their house. Now, there's some things to consider here that's not like in the fine print, like six months you know, that means a lot of different things for a lot of different relationships. Right, right. And I don't know how much she's like projecting. Like, I don't uh-huh. know where this relationship is. And I'm very much into like, do your own thing while you're your own person. Yes. What would you say? I don't know that the first one is not wrong. No, it's not. Um, yeah, it, it's hard. I mean, like if you guys actually were talking about marriage and there was a timeline yeah. And it was like, all right, fall of this year, we would love to. Like, if you know a it's ring. coming, yeah, and you know it's coming, then delay it because you guys will, yeah, move in. But if you just love him and you think he's great, but marriage hasn't been talked about, but it just feels like a great relationship, I would probably continue. I would, I yeah. would continue to move on um, because a house, ideally, you keep it for five years is kind of our rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. But listen, worst comes to worst, you get married two years later, maybe you sell it, and yeah. you know what I mean. Like, it's not, it's not the absolute end of the world. So it would all be based on your relationship, Ashley. So again, if you guys have a timeline in place and you're really serious and you know it's it, he's ring shot. Like, like if there was a ring involved, that would be the tipping point. Yeah, things are moving. Then I would probably pause and just say, okay, let's just wait and see kind of how this all plays out. Yeah, Uh, but. If that's not the case, I'd yeah, I love it, Jade. Keep being your own person while you're on your while I mean, your own person. One hundred twenty five thousand income, forty k saved, six month emergency fund. My girl Ashley is is killing the She's game right killing here. Killing the game, so good. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley, for your question and to the point that yeah, follow us on Instagram. Yes, and DM us because some of these questions, yeah, we're able to bring here here on the show, which is always so fun to be able to answer your questions. Love it live on the show, uh, but also we we try to. We try to get in the DMs and yeah. talk to you guys and answer questions. So definitely, definitely reach out. All right. Up next, we have Brad in Fayetteville. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show. 
Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. How can we help? Hey, um, I had a question for you guys. Um, I've had this conversation with my wife, but she's not quite a fan. Um, so we pretty much paid off our credit card except for one. It's low balance of around $400 on it. So we'll probably take care of that in the next couple months completely. But um, really the only debt we have besides that is our house and her student loan, which I know now is our student loan. Um, and it's at uh, $41,000. So basically my question is, um, the house we um, are paying on, um, I still owe $111,000 on it. And when I look on Zillow, not sure how accurate it, could, it is, but it has it listed like at, um, could sell for around $186,000. So my question is, do we just stay in the house and continue paying on it and just kind of make payments on her student loan until we can get that down? Um, to zero, or should I sell the house and use what money I make on the house to put on their student loan to pay that off, and we just rent for a while? Uh, how's the mortgage payment in regards to your income? Is it overwhelming at all, or does it is it within that 25% that we recommend? Yes, we're within. It's within, okay. Uh, Brad, yes, you know, we, we don't recommend that you have to sell the house to get out of debt. Um, if I were you, I probably wouldn't. You guys are in a great spot you know what? What? How much do you make a year? Um, I'm right at forty nine thousand. She's right at about thirty eight thousand before okay. taxes. Okay. So, I mean, in in a perfect world, you guys could live off of her income and pay this debt off in a year, right? Or or get some side hustles and get this debt knocked out. Yeah, a house selling a house. Um, Again, you can do it, and people do it just to get out, and they're they just want debt free. But, but honestly, about it, you, it, you don't need to. The house isn't the problem in this, and, and I definitely you guys, wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't because you know we were talking about this on on a show the other day, Rachel, and I think this is good for you to hear too, Brad. When it when you have an asset that you can sell to pay off the debt, it's great. But there's something to be said for working that debt snowball. And if you love the house, if it's not more than what you, you know, if you're if you haven't bitten off more than what you can chew, it's expensive to sell a house and move and do all of that when you can just work the debt snowball and be out of debt in a year and a half and have three to six months starting to be saved. I like that plan. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. I just wasn't sure. Um, you know, we do love the house and we do love the spot we're in and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just trying to, you know, pay it all, uh, you know, get rid of that student debt I and get not it. all the interest in it and stuff. But you for know, sure, for sure. No, but, I understand how yeah. you got there, but we're on your wife's yeah. team, Brad. I think this, this call. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll definitely let her know. She'll be happy about that. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the call. Yeah, that uh, that is a scenario people do bring up a lot. And yeah. listen, if your house payment is 50% of your income, if you're drowning in house payment, if your house poor, all of it, then yeah, your house is not a blessing. It's a curse. So get it out. Get it out of your life. But in a situation like Brad, you know, financially, mathematically, it's a small part. Yeah. They're wise about it. They like the house. They like the area they're in. And so being able just to... Just work those baby steps. Yes. Because, work that debt snowball. Because you mentioned it too, <laughs> that there is, you know, when we get people that have, that get an inheritance or even our yeah. last caller that had $300,000 in the market that he took out because he was playing stocks um, and you're able to pay off debt in a big clean sweep. Yes. Amazing. We want you guys out of debt. But there is something to be said about the journey yes. and the process. And Jade, you can speak to that because you guys, you and Sam, you you did this so yeah. well over a long period of time. But there's something that, that happens to your character and who you are 
when you walk a journey like the debt snowball. And again, if you if you get handed, you know, if you get an inheritance and you have debt paid yeah. off, like once you out of debt yes. quickly. But for those of you working it, just know it's doing something positive for your life, even though it feels like a lot of sacrifice. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, Rachel, there is so much purpose in that process. And if you can um, just buckle down and go through it, you will appreciate it. You will become a much better uh, wife, husband, parent. You will have so much more confidence in what you have the ability to do, not just in money, but in life. I think that something really powerful happens when when you set a goal, even if it's a lofty goal, and you're able to accomplish it, it creates this well within you of, of what you can draw from. So it's like, okay, I, I had this debt. We walked out the process. We were able to pay it off. And then you want to know what the next time something difficult comes in life, that's that well that you can go back to yeah. and go, you know what? If I did that, I can handle this too. And there's just, I mean, that's invaluable to have in life. Absolutely. And so walking that, yes, it requires sacrifice, maybe some more time, Brad, you know, instead of selling the house and yeah. using that cash to just pay it off. But the but the journey, it, it's worth it, you guys. It is worth it. So well done. Thanks, Brad, for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. back to the Ramsey show. Now, most of us were glad that 2022 is over. Uh, I mean, it just felt hard enough to keep gas in your car and food in your fridge. Money's tight. And you're just wondering, oh my gosh, what happened? And we just want a fresh start to the new year. So you guys, you do not have to live through another year of stress and worry. That's one of the reasons tomorrow night we are hosting a free live stream called Building Wealth in 2023, and we want you to watch because we want to show you that you can still make progress on your goals, building wealth, and having peace even in a crazy economy. So during the event, you're going to hear from Dave Ramsey, George Camel, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, and myself, Rachel Cruz, and we're going to talk about how to set goals, create margins that you can build wealth this year. We're going to talk about the market, what it means to have fear around the economy, what to do about it. And so we are so excited about this event. So if you want to register for free, go to RamseySolutions.com slash wealth. That's RamseySolutions.com slash wealth and enjoy that free live stream tomorrow night. All right, Jacob is up next in Saginaw, Michigan. Hey, Jacob, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you doing? We are doing well. Thanks for the call. How can we help? Uh, so my wife and I are in more debt than I ever thought I'd be in. Mm. And we are struggling with going forward with this and wanting to grow our family. All right. So tell me um, a little bit about the, the debt situation. How much do you guys owe? Around 200000 Okay. What type of debt is it? 
175,000 of it is in student loans. Okay. And then we have uh, my wife's car and some credit card and then some money that we owe my wife's parents. Okay. So how much is all that? How much is the car? Uh, car is 14500 Okay. Credit cards? 7000 Mm-hmm. And how much do you guys owe the in-laws? 2700 2700 Okay. How much do you guys make a year? Together, 84000 Okay. And do you guys Gross. have... Do you guys have kids now or you're wanting to start a family? What were you, what's part of wanting that? To start a family. Wanting to start a family. Okay. How old are you guys? We are both 27. 27. That's great. Um, well, I want Jade to jump in here because um, she and her husband walked um, a really powerful story. But Jacob, I also want to tell you, just hearing you and your voice, um, you sound overwhelmed and tired, stressed, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even a little embarrassed and shameful. Like, I just want to encourage you that as you guys begin this journey, your future is so bright. You yes. guys are young. You have time. You have ability. And what you guys have done in the past, and even though it feels so overwhelming and so stressful, I'm just telling you, doing this job for over a decade, this can change. And, that, and that's the really beautiful thing about this, Jacob, is that you guys have the ability to. And so, Jade, what would you, what kind of encouragement would you give Jacob as they as they start this? Because it, it, yeah. it feels like a lot. I, you know, I, I echo what Rachel said. You guys have time and this does feel overwhelming. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of debt, but it doesn't mean it can't be cleaned up. And I know that you can got, you guys can work this plan. And also, you know, your income's going to go up. You're 27 years old. Your income's yeah. going to go up. And when it comes to the family side of things, If you're looking to start a family, like Rachel said earlier, do it. You know, you don't have to wait until you're debt free, you know, to start a family. So I kind of want to just like give you the the go ahead on that. And when it comes to this debt, like, let's just work this out. Okay. so are you just a listener or have you had time to dive into the baby steps or total money makeover? Or have you just learned about us through the show here on the radio podcast? Uh a coworker told me about the show in November mm-hmm. and I've been listening to the podcast and reading some books that I got for Christmas. Okay. That's a great place to start. Before you get off the call today, we're going to make sure that you and your wife get Financial Peace University because that's going to be what's really going to hammer home everything that we talk about on the air today. You're not going to remember everything. Yes, you can go back and listen to it, but fin- Financial Peace is going to really go through this with you guys and get you on the same page and give you that hope that you need surrounding your situation. But for the time being, let me kind of just walk you through this so that you've got some hope um, when you get off the phone here with us today. So we're just going to boil this down into the easiest possible step, easiest baby baby step going forward. So do you guys have any money set aside in savings whatsoever? Uh, We have $1,000. Excellent. So you've got baby step one accomplished. Check one. Very good. And now after that, we're talking about paying off debt and baby step two using the debt snowball. But before I get into that, are you guys using a budget? Because you're going to need to be on a budget in order for this to be effective. Yeah, we've been working through a budget the last month and a half or so. Uh huh. Are you using every dollar or just something else? Uh, there are spreadsheets that I make. Okay, that's totally fine. Okay, so with your budget, how much are you able to, after you've 
just paid minimum payments on all of your expenses after you've crunched everything down, right? Because we want to decrease lifestyle as much as possible. How much do you have to throw out your debt each month? Right now we have 1100. Okay. So we're going to just start with that 1100 and we're going to start with the smallest possible debt. Um, it looks like the, the family loan, 2700 So you're going to be able to knock out a good portion of that, um, you know, a third of that this month. And then you're just going to keep working down. Now, the thing with the debt snowball is like you're listing them from smallest to largest. I know you've got student loans and you're probably thinking about interest rates. I know they're on pause right now, but listing the debts from smallest to largest, paying minimum payments on everything and all the extra money that you can find you're putting at that smallest debt. Now, here's the thing. I want you guys working because you can only you can only lower your in- expenses so much, right? You got to get your income up more too. And it doesn't have to be long term, it can be temporary, but we got to get out of debt. When my husband and I were getting out of debt, we paid off $460,000 of debt, Jacob. And we had our regular jobs, but we were moving heaven and earth to get as much money in our monthly budget as possible. I'm talking about training dogs and selling cupcakes and and putting tent on windows. These are the things that we were doing to make money. And here's the thing. You don't have kids yet. And while you don't have kids, that's when you can get out and really get, get your hands dirty. I mean, this is this is the time of life where you can, yeah, you can be working until two and three in the morning. You don't have to worry about a a baby screaming. So please, please, please take advantage of this. And I'm not saying don't start a family, but I'm saying you got nine months at least. That's right. right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, (laughs) Jacob, it's about, hey, you know, it's about how quickly you're going to move this needle. So. And we talk about gazelle intensity, Jacob, and you'll hear that in financial peace when when you go through it with your wife. But there's the, the 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 mindset of getting into debt is pretty easy, right? You sign your name to some paper, you're kind of just falling in, and it's just you kind of we say you can wander your way in, but you cannot wander your way out. And so we talk about gazelle intensity because in scripture it says, if you have signed surety, my son, do this: deliver yourself like a bird from the hand of the fowler and a gazelle from the hands of the hunter. Oh, and yeah. so that gazelle, when you have that picture of the Discovery Channel and watching a gazelle outrun a cheetah. The intensity, the strain running for their life, that's the amount of intensity, Jacob, that I want you and your wife to be in mm-hmm. because you're not going to knock out this debt. And it's I know it's overwhelming. It feels like a lot, you know, $200,000, but you guys can do this. Yes. You really can, but it's going to take... A, it's going to take a lifestyle that people are going to make fun of you. You're, got, you're not going to do anything. You're mm-hmm. really going to put all of your money towards this debt. You're going to be working extra, like Jade said. It's going to be a season of sacrifice, but it's yep. just for a, it's for a period of time. And then after, right, Jade? That's right. You and Sam, you're like, oh, when it's yes. all done, you're like, okay. Look, we- <laughs> when, when the storm clouds finally part, you guys are going to be doing a happy dance like nobody else. You live like no one else now. And that means, uh, you know, an old busted car. It means selling things. It means working hard. But later you're going to be able to live and give like That's no one right. else. You're going to change your life. You're going to change your family tree. And that change starts today. Jacob, change is a choice. You can do this, dude. We're excited for you, Jacob. So stay on the line. Austin's going to pick up and give you a year membership of Financial Peace University. And Austin, go ahead and throw in just every dollar as well, because this was this is a great budgeting app that you and your wife can get on together. Both download the app on your phone, work from the same budget. And you guys got this, Jacob. And yeah, and start the family. Start the family. So thanks for the call. Jade, it's been a great hour yes. hosting with you. Thanks to all the guys in the booth. And thank you, America. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. 
It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.